Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for, for watching us or listening to us, whatever platform you may be on. My name is Bruce Johnson. I'm joined here with, actually, my brother Jacob is in Hello, the state of South Dakota with yeah. us, finally. And we're joined by my best friend, Joseph Lassiter. Hello. All of us today in studio here in the state of South Dakota. Very, very exciting. There's a reason for that. We're going to get into that in a second. Why are we all here? Isn't it crazy we're all here? Ain't it crazy, Joe? It's been been a long time. It's been, what, how many weeks? 32, 33? Oh, yeah, like 32 weeks. This is episode 33, so it's been 32 weeks. Man. (laughs) Yeah. Finally, very, back very cool. Finally, the gang yeah. is all here. We're back together. So we're ready for a really exciting show today. Um, if you want to share this show with as many people as you possibly can, which, by the way, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say we would really appreciate that, go to trdshow.net, grab that link, share it with all your friends, anybody you can think of that would enjoy this show. That's also where you can find all of the platforms that we're on, uh, including pro First Amendment platforms that don't censor you for saying things that the civil government thinks is propaganda while they're pushing their own propaganda. You can follow us on Gab, Gab TV, Rumble, Getter, Odyssey, all sorts of pro First Amendment platforms. You can also, you know, follow us on the ones that do censor you if you want. You know, we're on YouTube and the censorship platforms if you really like that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, we're certainly not going to, fa- we're not going to fault you for following us if you're following us. Go to trdshow.net, grab that link, find all our platforms. That would be really helpful. You can also email the show. You know, we're actually working on changing up the show structure a little bit. Oh, yeah. And part of this new reworking is going to require you to participate. We want audience participation. So email the show at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, trdshow at protonmail.com. You can also go to trdshow.net, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, use our contact form. We've already gotten a few submissions, which has been really nice. That's cool. Yeah, we've gotten some really nice, encouraging emails lately, some messages, so we'd love to get those. When we restructure our show in, actually, we're going to start that new structure in May. We're going to talk more about that later, next week. Um, We really want to hear from you. So start thinking now, what are some topics that you, as the audience, is really interested in hearing? We'd love to hear from you what you want to hear from us. How about that? That's a good tagline, right? Um, And questions. And questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's the time that we really can do what what y'all want us to do and what what uh <clears throat> what we need to be talking about and questions that you want us to answer. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be that'll be kind of like your time there. Yeah. So. Yep. Absolutely. Almost like a community podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that a yeah. thing? Community podcast. I have no idea. It I should just made be. That up. If it's not a thing, we should make that a thing. Right. <laughs> be the first. We'll patent that. Shoot, we shouldn't have said this live on air. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Going to patent something new here. Um, All right. This month, our theme is the realm and authority of Caesar. So, you know, this month we're reading God and Government by Gary DeMar. And we had him on the show last week as a guest. We also had the honor and privilege of getting to meet him in person at the April 7th event, which you can see Jake and Joe are both sporting our um, the T-shirts for that event. So, you know. That's pretty cool. Um, and by the way, I'm sporting our TRD Show merch. So if you wanted to get one of these cool t-shirts, you can go to trdshow.net, go to our merch store, buy one of these. Help support the show. We need all the help we can get, monetarily speaking. I guess mentally speaking, too, that would be helpful. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Raise our self-esteem a little bit. At this point, generally, the United States needs more help. Yeah, right, right. Help mentally us. speaking. 
so we can help the United States. <laughs> which then so, helps you. So, which then helps you, right? Yeah. So help us so we can help you. Is that what I mean? Yes. Help yeah. us help you. Yeah. Help us help, help you. you. There it is. Yeah. Great. Which helps them. <laughs> which helps them, right? Yeah. A lot of help going on. So go to trdshow.net, buy some merch to help. I'll just leave it there. Help United everyone. Help, help save everyone. the world. Exactly. Buy a t-shirt from TRD a Show. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is our show going to look like today? First of all, we're going to start with the current events. We're, we have a lot of stuff to talk about there. And I hear Jake and Joe, and I've certainly got a good lineup of stuff. So we got a lot to chat about. Then we're going to break down the April 7th event that was here in Rapid City with the CrossPolitik team. We all took some notes on that. We have some bullet points we want to address and some topics. Really important stuff that we've been talking about for a while, but I really, really appreciated them. Restating it the way they stated it was was fantastic. So we're going to be talking about a lot of that stuff today. And that's kind of going to replace our literature segment. Next week, we're going to be reading uh, chapters three and four. Yes. From volume two of Gary DeMar's book, God and Government. So if you have the book, chapters three and four, start on them now so you can be prepared for next week. If you don't have the book, go get the book. Go to our Gab page. You'll find a link for it. It's a really cool book. Um, but before we do all of that, we have to address and we talk about the verse of the week. And our verse this week is Psalms chapter two, verses eight through 11. And it says, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And uh, that's Psalms chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. Psalms 2 was just a, a verse that was brought up so many times throughout this conference because it's such a powerful verse, right? O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. This is calling for the rulers of the earth, the kings of the earth to serve the Lord. And and that, that first part, um, chapter or, or verse eight, you know, that was addressed to, um, that was addressed to Christ, you know, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage, which God did, gave all authority in heaven and on earth to Christ, right? The ends of the earth are now his possession. And he has called us to be disciples to make disciples of the nations and we're going to be talking about that more when we get to the what we were talking about in the current yeah. you know the april 7th event so this is just a super powerful verse um we waited till now to bring it up i mean yeah, this... like before before we started the show we were talking about the verse of the week yeah um and bruce asked me and was like do we really want to use psalms too and i'm is like now the time to bring yeah, it up yeah yeah is it now but i was like yeah, yeah, let's... Drop can, the bomb now. Uh, yeah, Now's the time yeah. to go nuclear. Because <laughs> um, if later on we want to bring it back up yeah. for some oh, other yeah. thing, we can we can yeah. still do that. But I think this really applies to what we're going to be talking about today. Yep. In not, not only in the... Um, talking about the April 7th event, and especially with my news article that I'm going to be talking about. Yep. So, yeah, it's very, very key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, anything you wanted to add to that verse before we moved on or anything to the conversation about it? No. All right. Cool. Um, all right. So let's get to the uh, current events breakdown. And um, we're actually, as always, we're going to have Jake kick it off. So go ahead and take it away. I hear we got a big discussion happening. Yeah. Yeah. So 
this um i do have a new format that i'm doing Ooh, and if, exciting. if you guys want to follow along this is more of and what i love to do is put these things in reference of sort of um court cases and this is sort of the the way you would break down a court case mm. and i'm just going to use it to break down this article and it really helps list stuff out in a way that's very easy to understand and the the headline for um this article is Pennsylvania pays churches to convince members to get vaccinated. Wow. So the the um the state government, civil magistrate, the civil magistrate, the civil government is is I want I, part of me wants to say forcing, but it's not actually forcing. Almost. Technically. It's this close. Yeah. Exactly. But they're they're paying churches, they're bribing the churches to have their to convince their members to get vaccinated. Yeah. They don't get paid until the members take the vaccine. So they're 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 making the church uh congregation get the vaccine and and really make them think that it's for a good thing. Right. So what about those who were uh vaccinated beforehand? Did they get the money from those people? No. I don't think they do. Ouch. Because um, what <laughs> they're trying fair. to do no is in, they're trying to incentivize um, new people to get the vaccine. Mm. And they're trying to specifically incentivize church, faith-based, church-going people. Um, because and, – and coming into this, the reason that this was started is because um, – basically, so this would be the backgrounds of the case. The backgrounds of this is that um, – the there were um what are they called poles there we go poles <laughs> um or yeah i think north pole and then <laughs> yeah 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 there were polls put out asking um who took the vaccine and then mm. you're religious whether you're religious not religious trying to figure out who took the vaccine and who didn't and the majority of people who didn't were religious and stated that they were actively religious in a church. Hmm. And so that's why they're targeting this specifically. And that That's a long, I've taken a lot of time to talk about that. Two minutes now. But, um, whole two minutes. Yeah, a whole two minutes. <laughs> they only got ten. And, um, <laughs> in the media industry, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And so, I'm probably too close to the mic. Um, Going into the facts, which is the next um, next part of this, going into the facts of this article, um, Tom Wolf is now paying churches. For those of you who don't know who Tom Wolf is, he the is governor. the king of Pennsylvania. The, the He's emperor, the self-appointed yeah. king of Pennsylvania. Yes. But um, the Tom man Wolf, who has said, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. No, you. yeah, go ahead. The man who literally said. If a pro-life bill goes across my desk, I will veto it without even reading it. Yeah. That is the king of Pennsylvania right now. The governor. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Tom Wolf is now paying churches to have their congregation get the vaccine. Next fact. Through this new grant system, they are creating a new organization called the Faith-Based Coalition Organization Coalition. Wow. The civil government is creating that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Formed under the State Department of Health. So, who knows? It, the, the article didn't go into specifics of what that um, faith-based organization is going to do. Yeah. But 
knowing the civil government, yeah. it's going to do it everything. Yeah. E- everything, all the things under, under the sun. And um, last thing is, specifically, the churches are being paid $10 per church member that gets vaccinated. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, say you have 10 people in the church that just got vaccinated, that's $1,000. No, that's a hundred dollars. There we go, hundred dollars. That's better. But that—that's a hundred dollars. That's hard. Math is hard right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, which is a, is a good bit of money. It's 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 not a lot. It's not a huge amount. But a bigger church, specifically one of the mega churches that has thousands of people in it, that the the congregation isn't really thinking about what they're doing they're just oh the pastor tells me to go take this vaccine i guess i better go take this vaccine right, right. that that could amount to a lot of money yep and the pastor if they're not strong biblically then they're just going to say money yep i, ooh, I want that ooh, money <laughs> yeah i want that <laughs> yeah so moving on oh boy i just used three minutes talking about that <laughs> all right moving on Talking about the issue of the case. Now, the issue is where you state a question. Hmm. The question here is, does the government bribing church congregations to take the vaccine violate not only the Constitution, but also the separation of church and state as defined by the Bible? Hmm. Repeat that one more time. Does the government bribing church congregations to take the vaccine violate not only the Constitution, but also the separation of church and state as defined by the Bible? Mm, nice. So yeah. next is the next is the rule. The rule is very small, simple. Answering the question in a yes or no fashion. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does violate. And reasoning for that is when it comes to separation of church and state, People like to say that the church should not be controlling the government, which is true. We do not want a theocracy. Well, sorry, we want a theocracy. There we go. Not an epistemocracy. Yeah. Ecclesiocracy. Ecclesiocracy. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Big words. Auto, words are fun. <laughs> autocorrect changed it to epistemocracy, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think through that. Ecclesiocracy. That, yeah. that, is, that is right. Which is the church controlling the state. Ecclesiastical leaders right. being in charge. Yep. Exactly. However, we want a theocracy, which is God, yes, as the king, right. So, like our South Dakota uh, motto, right, Joe? Uh, Under God, the people rule, right? Is that that's the whole? That's the South Dakota motto. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and we've discussed this in the past. You know, all offices, individual, family, church, state, are equal under Christ, right? Every single office needs to be under Christ. So they're right. still ruled. By Christ, but those offices don't get to rule one another or overstep the boundaries that they've been given by Christ. Yeah. 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 Um, however, the same people that want to say, that want to claim separation of church and state, they say it is okay if the state controls the church mm. in this same way that we're talking about this bill. Yeah. Um, this topic is bringing to light the real separation of church and state as defined in the Bible. Now, in order to answer the question of what is the definition of of biblical separation, we have to first say what is the authority of the church and the authority of the state. 
more specifically, what is the extent of the church's authority and what is the extent of the state's authority? Yep. Um, and moving it on to specifically talking about that, the church authority, as listed in Gary DeMar's book, God and Government, Volume 1, Chapter 2, where he says, the, and this is in quotes, uh, the duty of church leaders is to keep the church pure from some sinful behavior, uh, referenced by 1 Corinthians 5, 1 through 2, and 6, 1 through 11, and doctrinal error, 1 Timothy 4, 6, and 11, 6, 3 through 5, and to make offenders realize their need of repentance, Matthew 18, 15, uh, End quotes. Yeah. Another duty. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to. We are, and we're also going to get more into depth uh, in that as well. Right. Uh, when we start talking about, you know, the things that were discussed during the January or <laughs> January, I almost said January sixth. I mean April seventh. It's there one day off. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, we're going to get more into depth on the the roles of each of those governments as well. But yeah, this is this is really good to to lay that out. Yeah. 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 And another duty of the church <clears throat> is in its welfare mission. The church mm. should have a voluntary operation to take care of the needs of its members. Yes. So that's the extent of the authority of the church. Yep. Not, there is nothing saying there that the church controls what the government says or yeah. controls the government. It stays within its church. And we're not specifically saying that it has no involvement in the government. We're just saying it isn't controlling the government. Right. Because the, the, um, Civil government leaders should be learning how to um, rule biblically, biblically. Yep. And from that's, the church. Exactly, and that's the church's job. And that, and then that's leading right into um, what is the the extent of state's authority. Hmm. And the authority of the state is found in the laws it places, which, according to biblical standards, is the law of God. The civil government should not be making laws which stand in opposition. Um, opposition to God's law. Yeah. To paraphrase Gary DeMar in his book, he brings out this point that every law is a moral standard, and without the evidence of God's word, a moral standard has no backing. Mm. Um, that's that's just a brief paraphrase. That's not a direct quote. Um, so yeah, it, none of that is saying that they have the authority to correct the church or the authority to tell the church people what to do yeah. other than telling them that these are laws set out in the Bible and we're restating it and also to create laws as long as they are not in opposition to God's word or the moral standards set out in God's word. Yep. You know, um, go ahead. You know, the with this, since you've talked about the state and the, the church's authority, I find it interesting how I'm, I'm glad you separated the two because everybody likes to think the church and the state, there should be a separation of church and state. But now the government is coming down and trying to be so involved with, yes. the, with the The same state. people that claim to agree with a separation between church and state, which is biblical. What, are what, not okay, are are just fine with it going the opposite direction. <laughs> what, what, what's interesting is they don't want the Christian influence in the yes. government, but they want their government yes. paganistic views yes. put on the, the church. Yes. Exactly. exactly, exactly. They want this immortal 
immortal jab put into Im- them. Immoral, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> immortal. Oh, immortal. That's what I was saying. Does it make you immortal or is the jab never going to die? Supposedly, it's supposed <laughs> to make you immortal. <laughs> immune to all illnesses. Yes. <laughs> yes. To man, yeah. So to wrap up very briefly, I am running very much out of time. Sorry that took Indie so Jake. long. What? What is that? I said Indie Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's Jake. What the heck? Yeah. So to wrap up, in the list of government's duties, the forcing of churches to take an experimental chemical is not stated. And there is no backing or moral standard by which to claim they have the authority to do so. Hmm. Because where does all authority come from? God. Yeah, God. <laughs> Sunday school answer right there. Joe's like, oh, I got this. God. There we go. <laughs> I didn't even raise my hand. Yeah, right. He didn't raise his hand or anything. Just like, God. Yeah, that's Romans 13. You know, people like to take Romans 13 and take it out of context and say, well, we have to obey everything that the civil government tells us to do. It's like, no, 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 no. That, that passage is many things. But it is not a passage telling us to obey every single right. thing the civil government tells us to do. Two things that I can think of right now. One is it's it's descriptive. It's telling us what a civil government, some of what a civil government does, which is it's the justice division of society. It bears the sword, right? Secondly, it's telling us where civil government draws its authority from. Gary DeMar talked about that extensively when we read volume one of his book, right? Where does civil government get its authority? From God. If it's not obeying God and his word, it has lost its authority. The only place that authority can be found is in God because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to whom? God. Christ, to God, right? So you cannot have authority except from God. There is no authority except from God. So you need to understand that when you are in that position, you are under God. You are under oath to serve God and his word. And you need to know what his word says about civil government. Cool, Jake. Anything else to add? No, that was my very long-winded <laughs> explanation of what that was just good. happened. That was good. Well, thank so. you very much. We can spend more time on current events today and just a little bit less time on the um, on the uh, uh, show from the 7th if we have to. So, All right, cool. let's move on to Joe. Take it away. Yay. So the one thing I have one news or ar- three news articles that cover one topic, and it's the fact that there was one Ukrainian tank that was able to hold off a russian convoy of tanks whoa that's crazy it is super crazy one tank against the whole convoy. so so what happened was there was one tank that was hidden in, in a, a town i don't know what it's called but there's footage there and it's a, a broken exploded town but uh, there was this one tank that was hiding and as the the convoy of tanks were coming down the road the one one uh, Ukrainian tank shot and blew up a a Russian tank, but continuing, or once the Russian tank blew up, there were just people that were trying to shoot, trying to figure out where where's this tank coming from? Where, why are we getting blown up? Wow! But that gave it enough mystery explosions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so they all fired in the direction that they thought the the round came from for exploding that one tank. Um. In the end, the it was one of those things where the one individual tank was able to give a coordinates for the anti-tanks to launch wow. their missiles to blow up a bunch of other tanks. Wow. That's so crazy. The convoy of tanks, 
I, I don't know if all of the tanks blew up or not. But yeah. There was quite a few tanks that blew up. Wow. And each tank held about 10 individuals in the tank. Wow. So. Wow. Yep. That that tank was camouflaged very well. Man. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Just the one random thing that I yeah. wanted to <laughs> talk about on the news because I was yeah. looking up. Okay. So how is what's the report on? on Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. Now now this these reports they come out on the around the 5th of yeah. April so yeah. they were a little a little bit older but yeah. enough old enough that I can put it still put them on this show. Yeah. Nice. Recent enough, yeah. Recent mm -hmm. enough, yeah. Exactly. Love it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Thanks for sharing, Joe. You're welcome. Anything? Again, I have three three articles that yeah. say the exact same thing. And, and I, I can just... put all three of those up yeah. on screen if you're watching us. And uh, those all three will be linked in the description, so you can go check those out. Yeah. One of them states the amount of casualties that Russia has already currently had. I, I just didn't take all that at facts. I just put out the, the main thought process on all what all three were saying. So. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thanks, uh, Thanks, Joe. Any, anything else you'd like to uh, add to that before we move on? That was all that I had. <clears throat> but there's been there's been a lot of russian casualties so mm, yeah for sure yeah I, i'm it's, glad to see russia but... has been able to pull out i mean because when did this ukrainian russian war start do you remember oh goodness three was, four was weeks that... ago yeah i was gonna say beginning of march middle of march it's been what almost a month that they've been holding off yeah it, it feels wait like was it been... february it feels like it's been a long long time it has i don't i don't know it probably hasn't been as long as we imagine it but. right right <laughs> because it's been ever since it started it's been covered like oh every single day for a long time yeah yep it feels like yeah right <laughs> yep kind of feels still... like the covid situation all over again oh yeah 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 just it's... another thing shiny magnet thing that right we're focus on this focus not on the other stuff we're doing exactly yeah Okay, so it looks like the war started on February twenty first or twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Wow! And so, I was saying the middle of March or beginning of March. No, no that was yeah. so end of February. All right. There was a lot of conspiracy thought that it's only going to be a three day war and Russia is going to take over Ukraine. Yeah, we're at um over a month. Two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> we're at sorry oh, sorry what what huh oh, slip of the tongue my bad we're we're at two or uh, uh, over a whole month of ukraine fighting back it, mm. it gives me hope that ukraine will pull out of the or pull through yeah and russia will retreat yeah yeah we will see what happens we will see what happens all right well thank you joe for sharing that really appreciate it um okay my news article that i want to bring up kind of ties in pretty closely to what um we'd like to discuss during the next segment when we're talking about the um the april 7th event um and uh the, the headline is baltimore parents sue the city after student graduates high school not being able to read what? baltimore parents yeah. sue city Sue the city of Baltimore after their son, their student, graduates high school not being able to read. Shocking number of students have failing GPAs. And that's from The Blaze. Um, so a couple of quotes from the article. You know, earlier this year, local news outlet uh, WBFF-TV uh, highlighted the story of a woman who graduated from the Baltimore City Public Schools system without being able to read. 77% 
of high schoolers at one area high school were reading at an elementary level. High schoolers. Yeah. Okay. This is focused on the academic side of it. But I'm focusing on that now because, one, this article came out. Awesome. So I had to mention it. And take this as an opportunity because a lot of times they'll people who defend government indoctrination camps will say, well, okay, we can separate academics from Christianity. And at least the kids are going to government schools and getting academics, right? They're not even getting that anymore. Yeah. First of all, that premise is completely false. It's, It's heresy to think that you can have an area of your life where God and his word have no say. No bearing. Exactly. And that you can separate the sacred and the secular. That you can be in one place all day long and it has nothing to do with God and go home at night and get all of that wiped out of your head somehow magically and replaced with Christian precepts, Christian uh, presuppositions, right? That idea is insanity. It doesn't happen. Very rarely does that ever happen. And when it does, there's no way that that is a complete enough worldview from a Christian perspective. So I got to ask this. Yeah. They're being sent 40 hours a week, uh, 40 hours a week, um, over 180 days uh, a year, going to school to learn about what? They can't read? Can they write? <laughs> yeah. Can they even do math? They come out as wonderful little Marxist advocates. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, not, it's not academics. It's no. religion. It is. It is a religion. That yep. means they probably can't critically think then, huh? Correct. And it's, Correct. again, this is talking about the other side, because what we're saying is that the academics cannot be separate from moral biblical teaching, right? Same with them. Their academics cannot be separated from their religion, mm. right? So when they're learning math and science and reading which they're not really learning yeah but even then it's connected with their religion yep yep they have to teach it through their religion and yeah. their world worldview perspective yep because everybody comes to the table with presuppositions yeah nobody is devoid of presuppositions right. we all have them we need to make sure that ours and this was goes hand in hand with the last book we read last month always ready uh, with great by Dr. Greg Monson, you know, we need to make sure that our presuppositions are biblically based and that we always fall back on those presuppositions instead of the secular ones that Christians often do. So um, I, I want to bring up one verse, Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, and we brought this up as the verse of the month act, or verse of the week when we were discussing um, the dangers and evils of government schools a couple months back. I think that was in November when we had our mom on the show, Beth yeah. Johnson, right? Um, and, uh, they brought this up at the conference too. And I was like, oh my goodness, I, I have to include this verse. This has come up so many times. So Deuteronomy eleven nineteen says, you shall, ch- you shall teach them to your children. And by them, it's talking about the law, right? The law that was just given to Israel. You shall teach it to your children, talking of them when you are sitting down in your house and when you're walking by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. So basically whatever you are doing, you need to be thinking about the law of God, you need to be teaching and talking about and discussing the law, the word of God. That should always be on the forefront of your mind. Biblical presuppositions, biblical worldview, all of that needs to be at the forefront of your mind. And here, you shall teach them to your children. Did, did it say the uh, the school system of Israel should teach it to 
their children? No. I, I, did, did it say the uh, the civil government of Israel should teach it to the children? I, I didn't hear that. Did you guys hear the civil government should teach it to the children? Because I didn't hear that. What I heard here is commanded to the parents, the people, yeah. you shall teach them to your children. You, to your children. These are your children given to you by God. Your responsibility is to train them yourself, not yeah. to give that to somebody else. That's your responsibility. And if you don't teach them yourself, you are abdicating your, your role as a parent. You are giving up your responsibilities. And we're going to be talking about that a lot more uh, in the next segment. But before we move on, we're actually in really good time here. <laughs> this is really good. Uh, was there anything else that you guys wanted to add before we moved on? Nope. Nope. All right, so let's talk about the April 7th event. Now, there was there were a lot of people there. It was, I think it went really well. Um, you always hope there's going to be more people, but, yeah. you know, yeah. what? It, it was a decent amount of people from this local area, the Rapid City area, surrounding, um, surrounding areas. I, I thought it went really well. Yeah. Um, Pastor Toby Sumter's message was fantastic. All of his presentations, um, Gary DeMar's presentations were great. Gabe Wrench had great ones. Um, the comedian John Brandon at the end, that was, absolutely hilarious <laughs> um so really really cool stuff um live show at the end they had candidates uh, so let's see Howgard, um howard and uh what was the what was that whalen all three of those and they're running for some pretty top pretty high positions here in the state of south dakota um howgard's going against gnome for governor mm-hmm. uh, let's see whalen who's was whalen going against the Thune, right? Yeah. So Whalen's running against Thune. Thune. And then uh, how he's going against Dusty Johnson. <clears throat> Dusty Johnson. Nice. So these were like, these are kind of the front runners against the, the rhinos that we have. And so cross politic team kind of just grilled them, like ran them through their paces, trying to see, you know, are these real Christians who actually understand what their role is in civil government from the word of God? Do they really understand this? And I, I think they did pretty well. I, what, what do you guys think? So, yeah. I wasn't there, so I was kind of oh, asking you part, right? how, yeah. how did y'all think? What was some of the good question and answers that they gave? Yeah, I was very skeptical from the beginning of them, of all all three of them. <laughs> and Gabe even said that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and they're politicians, so <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it through it, I became more trusting of them. Yes. Of course, still, even now, I don't. <clears throat> trust them that even if they get into positions that they're gonna they won't be persuaded right yeah right when you're surrounded by the rats all the yeah. time you tend to start to think like the rats yeah yeah so i, I definitely think and again and that's that's what our, our system is based on us the people should go in and keep them accountable mm. yeah and and yeah. so but i do think Especially from my perspective of coming from Pennsylvania, they're way better than anyone. Oh yeah, in PA oh, that yeah. can run. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. You know, they were talking about we were talking. They were talking about government schools and how they were wrong, mm-hmm. um, which I was encouraged by. When you have three elected or three officials, two of them are are currently incumbents, I believe, right? Uh, Howgard oh. and uh, Howard, or yeah. have have been in positions before, right? Um, when they're incumbents, they're elected officials, and they speak against the government schools. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are willing on camera to say that the government schools are bad and that you disagree um, with the state constitution. By the way, 
South Dakota State Constitution. This is not unique to the South Dakota State Constitution. But the South Dakota State Constitution says that the civil government of South Dakota has to create education, has to provide education, which is horrible. Uh, I think that was done in the late 1800s, early 1900s. That was, it was even said that that is in every single constitution. Most in the entire... state constitutions, yeah. I thought it was said in every single I don't know that they said everyone because we didn't look into that, but most okay. of them. I know yeah. they said specifically because they're from Idaho. They know Idaho had that. Right. Um, and they, and when you have elected officials who disagree with that, I'm like, sweet. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. That's good. Um, if our, if step one, we can, you know, start working on removing that from our state constitution, that would be fantastic. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it possible to shut down government indoctrination camps in South Dakota. Start there and then move to the rest of the country. Um, so let South Dakota be the light for the United States. There you go. There you go. I mean, it's already been the, the open state and a lot of other things. Let's continue. Let's continue the train. Yeah. It, It has been a light and. Thankfully, glad you brought that up because that leads me into what I, a little bit of something that I wanted to bring up is they had the candidates on and then they had questions of the candidates where the audience could come up and ask questions. And one of the questions was following the, um, following the confessional county and what we read by Raymond Simmons, uh, Joe brought up, um, what you were saying earlier. Um, but another thing that this person asked was that when these um, officials get into office, are they willing to state from office publicly in mm, front of yes. news organizations, in front of, front of all, all their the other consist- constituents that um, confessing Christ yes. and that Christ... Um, confess Christ as their Lord right. and Lord over all the decisions they exactly. make. Yes, they're and accountable. Confessing that they are accountable before God for every decision they make in office. Yeah. Are they willing to do that? Some of them said yes. It yeah. kind Some? of felt to me like it. they kind of dodged the question. From what I'm remembering now, I should probably go back and rewatch the recording. Definitely. Which, by the way, you can do. Go to crosspolitic.com. <laughs> Turn everything into an ad. I'm learning yeah. how to do that now. Yeah. Uh, segueing into <laughs> uh, go to crosspolitic.com and you can actually um, join. Uh, they have a club members um, uh, spot where you can join the club members for the FLF Fight Left Feast Network. So you can watch this recording again. I think it was like a two and a half hour recording. Really good stuff. Totally worth watching, especially if you are listening to this show right now and you're in the state of South Dakota. These are the people running for office. You yep. need to know where they stand. So that you can, you know how to vote and you know how the people, you can tell the people around you how to vote. Personally, I would vote for these people. Yeah. I'm going to recommend that now. I I would vote for them because of what I heard. But go back and listen to that recording yeah. because you need to make that decision for yourself. Don't yeah. just trust us. Again, like, like we said from the very beginning, don't, don't, don't trust us. Um, do your own research. Yeah. Do your, do own, your research. own research. Yep. Exactly. Don't take it from us. Yep. Find out. Go go to Cross Politic where they yeah. were actually you can hear it interviewed yep. and everything. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to like disrupt your train of thought there. No, but... <laughs> no. Yeah, you took yeah. it and said it even better than I would have been. It. <laughs> so but, yeah, yeah. Um, and we didn't even get to any of the talking points I have no. here, so I can bring up just a few. We have about twenty minutes left, and I'm going to get through just just a few of these. Um, but you know, there were uh, presentations actually. 
Um, can we grab the, it's right over there actually next to you on the table is, is actually the schedule from the event. And um, I'm gonna bring that up and actually kind of go through that way. So this was actually the, this was our, from the event, this was actually the schedule. So they had, um, let's see, we started out by talking about, you know, intro to God and government, um, talking about the word and the covenant. And that was with, you know, with Gabe Wrench, moved into the church with, you know, Pastor Toby Sumter, then moved into the civil government, Gary DeMar, the family government, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the individual. So <clears throat> those, those four governments that we've been talking about for a long time, right? ever since we started reading his book, really. Um, those are the four governments. You know, when you say the word government, people automatically assume, oh, you're civil. talking about the civil government. But the other ones are just equally as valid with powers and responsibilities of their own, equal with the civil government under Christ, right? So so we're kind of going to be just talking about each of those from each of those presentations. So from Gabe Wrench's presentation, um, he was talking about, you know, Christ is the only one with ultimate authority. And that was... That was something that we were discussing this this whole time. You know, earlier we we talked about this. Christ is the only one with authority. If you have authority, if you claim to have authority, it has to be from Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only place that you can get authority from is from Christ, right? Whether you are a father, whether you are an individual, whether you are a church leader, whether you are in civil government, the only place you can derive your authority from is from Christ. So because of that. You need to follow the one who set the law. The one who gave you authority gets to tell you how to use that authority. Yeah. You have to look in his word and realize that the civil government is under Christ and has to follow his stipulations. Namely, extremely limited and is limited to the justice division of society. And you know, Two weeks ago, we talked about um military right which is the one exception to that right defense of the nation but even that is very specific and we talked we broke that down you know we talked about how the military should only be three or four hundred people if we're talking about the federal military okay three or four hundred people max only meets once out of, once a month out of the year right there's very specific stipulations on how a federal military should be run the rest of it is up to the states and there are stipulations for that we should be studying that if you are a general, if you are someone who is in charge of this, the, 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 the military from that level, you need to know what the Bible says about that, right? So Christ is the only one with ultimate authority. Also, politics is a result of what's in people's hearts, you know, and if you guys want to comment on that, um, feel free to, to, you know, step up. But, you know, politics, what we see up there at the top in civil government is a result. It's a symptom of what happens down on the lower level. Right right? For good or for bad. We cannot just fix politics and think that everything's going to be great because we're treating a symptom. Civil government is not the problem. Right. It's the symptom. The people are the problem. We have to address the hearts and minds of the people before we can even think about fixing the civil government. Does that mean we don't get involved in the civil government? No, absolutely does not. But we need to get involved with knowledge. We need to know what we need to do when we get there. Yeah. And Christians don't know that today because our pastors aren't preaching it. The church right. needs to step up to the plate and actually preach on civil government, preach on family government, on all the governments that God has created. Anything you guys want to add before I move on? Yeah, and practically speaking, playing that out, the church doesn't teach the family 
that they should be teaching their children. And the children aren't going to know yes. um, how their the individual right. government themselves is supposed to be run, how in the future how their family government yes. is supposed to be run, yes. and even in the future even further how their church government mm. is supposed to be run. Mm. And then even more so how the civil government is supposed to be run. And even though, even if that person doesn't go into actual political office, they can still be from the outside saying they can still hold the civil government accountable. Yes. So if the, it's kind of a lot reliant on the individual, but even more so reliant on the church teaching mm. from the correct, yes, the correct way each government is supposed to be run. And even, even so, how their government is supposed to be run, how the church government is supposed to be run. Yep. How their own. Yeah. And you know, I hear a lot of times from Christians, well, pretty much everybody in my church is already homeschooling. Well, I don't really need to preach on it because they already figured it out. They already got there. They already got it. I'm like, well, hold on a second, though. Don't don't just assume that because they're doing it, they are convicted to do it. And they're going to teach that same conviction to their kids and teach it to other. A lot of people just do things because that's what everyone else is doing around them. Right. Right. You need to preach biblically. From the scripture, which is your job as a, a pastor of a church or as a uh, a leader in the church, an elder, right? You need to preach biblically on the family government and education so that then those people in your congregation can give a defense and a biblical answer for that. Right. Your people in the congregation need to be well equipped to always be ready to give a defense. Always be ready to explain why they're living the way they are from scripture. That includes in the family government education. Why are you home educating? Well, because I don't like the government schools. Okay, well, that's not good enough. I'm at, you know, when I have children, I'm going to home educate. I'm going to homeschool them because that is what the Bible has commanded me to do. That is not not an option. That's That's not a choice. That is... That is something that I'm commanded to do from scripture. We just read that. Deuteronomy 11:19. You shall teach them to your children, right? Talking to them when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. That is not an option. That is a command from God. So, we need to teach that. We need to teach the responsibilities of all these governments from the pulpit so that Christians can always be ready to give a defense for the hope that is within them. Right. That includes all areas of life, all aspects of life, not just the basic gospel, which is the start of our life, right? That was another thing that Toby right. Sumter was talking about. You know, when a baby is born, that's the start of their life. When a person is reborn in Christ, that is the start of their life. You can't stop there. That's not the end. That's the beginning. You need to preach to them on how to live now that they are a new creature in Christ, now that they've been reborn in Christ. Now that's the starting point. You don't just keep preaching over and over and over again about the starting point. You need to grow from there. You need to build on that foundation so that now they are ready to live a Christian life and understand how every aspect of culture works from a biblical perspective. Yeah. And we're currently running out of time. I think we should move move on to talking about Toby Sumter's presentation and then... I think, well, Toby Sumter was really, really good. Take it away. And a, a really, but even, not, not, I don't want to say even better, but um, 
I want to say another really good presentation was uh, Gary Demar's presentation. Mm. And um, we can go into more specifics. But talking about, like, one of the first, one of the big things was the church is required to teach the nations how the family government should run. And that's exactly what we were just yeah. talking about. Well, that was Toby Sumter's yeah. presentation, family Yeah, that was, that was in Toby <clears throat> Sumter's uh, presentation. And, again, go back to cross-politic. Uh, all of those lectures were on yep. there, right? Yep. Yeah. So all those presentations. Can, yep. Yeah. You can go back to those where he's talking about that. And um, so, yeah, I definitely think that it was run really well. And a lot of the presentations were really, really good. So yeah. whenever yeah. you get the chance, go to Cross Politic, sign up and watch those lectures. Yeah. You know, two things that I, I kind of wanted to harp on from that that I've really found interesting because he, Toby Sumter kind of gave a, a, a fresh perspective on, yeah. on Romans one, actually, that was, I thought was really interesting. You know, um, first of all, he said the biggest educational lie is that we can study anything without the creator who created all, right? We can study these things without mentioning the creator who made them, right? Yeah. That's the biggest educational lie. And that ties in really well to Romans one, um, you know, because they stopped giving thanks to their creator, out of a spirit of unthankfulness, government schools teach a spirit of thank of unthankfulness for their creator. And Romans 1 says, in that spirit of unthankfulness, they are given, given over to darkened minds, right? They're given over to darkened minds because of a spirit of unthankfulness. That's what we have today. Yeah. We are unthankful and, and government schools are teaching an unthankful attitude for the creation that God has given them charge over right from genesis right we have the, the dominion mandate right from romans one according to romans one this is this has happened before this is it's all a cycle right we've seen this before we know where it's going god is giving them over to darkened minds because they're because of their un, unthankfulness so I, I thought that was really interesting and we tied that in um so joe anything you want to add to this conversation i feel like we're leaving you out <laughs> no that's all right i wasn't there for most yeah. of it anyway. Hey, tell us a little bit about your uh, your competition that you went to. That that was that was pretty cool. He so, well, Joe wasn't able to make it for um, part of the event uh, on Thursday because he was doing something pretty cool as well. So tell us about that. I was doing an electrical um, competition for the uh, motor controls that I'm very much into, and you know everything's a learning process, and I, I managed to forget something, so I kind of <laughs> got disqualified, but it made me re relearn something that i i completely forgot about in my <laughs> electrical trade so yeah yeah that's nice it, you know, it was it was still worth it i i enjoyed competing though yeah that's cool mm -hmm. that's cool yeah when you can um focus on one of those some of those career de development stuff that's you seize that opportunity that's it's really cool Nice. Um, yeah, we, you know, we had our merch table there, which was, which was really cool. Um, we were able to, to have that, um, at the event. First time we've had a merch table there, which yeah. was, which was really cool. And, um, first time we've been there though. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. First as, time as the reformed dissenters. Yeah. First yeah, time we've been as there. a group, we had both of our, cause we have a primary, you know, guy who helps us run our cameras. And then we have, um, 
a backup guy who helps us run our cameras when so they kind of switch off and on and both of them were able to make it which was really cool and help us man the tables and yeah, it was really exciting. So if you were at the event, you got to meet some of our, our crew that's uh, always behind the cameras that yeah. we always thank because we really appreciate their job. The so, behind the scenes. Behind people. the scenes people that makes the show possible. So, um, all right. So just, just uh, he's waving at us. So thank you. Thank you, <laughs> behind the scenes person. All right. <laughs> so one of these days he will be in front of the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna rigorously do shaking his head no yeah it's gonna happen one of these times we got to do an interview with our camera interview people. with the camera interview with the crew because we got a research crew we got we got all sorts of cool things <laughs> all right well what if you know yeah we'll, we'll get there so <laughs> um so we got let's see seven more minutes so we're gonna wrap this up kind of quickly but you know one other point that i really liked was the family is where people are being made and i know that sounds simple and it sounds like no dur. But we take that for granted. The family is where people are being made. Immortal souls. What other government out there can say that they are helping to raise and instruct and, and, and maintain eternal souls? I think the church is a close second yeah. because they're, they're instructing uh, throughout the week and on Sundays, certainly on Sunday mornings, right? Um, but the family is... we we. We lose sight of the potency of the family. Yeah. And, and that's something that Toby Sumter was really trying to press was the family is where people are being made. There's nothing more potent than immortal souls made in the image of God. Yeah. We greatly devalue the importance of, of this family government. We don't preach on it from the pulpit as much as we should. We don't think as highly of it as we should. And we often cede the 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 authority that the family has. We cede that to the other uh, governments when instead we should be taking responsibility of that from the from the family perspective so we need to understand those things oh uh, you know one thing he mentioned that i was like oh that's a really interesting perspective was um the concept of inheritance you know he was talking about proverbs thirteen twenty two, which says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous right so you know when we talk about oh the church can do church discipline civil government obviously bears a sword and they have restitution. They have the ability to have a, you know, a sentence and say, mm -hmm. you need to provide restitution to this person. You stole something. Now you have to return it with interest. Right. But what is the, um, repercussions of going against the family government? And what Toby Sumter was bringing up was inheritance and disinheritance saying, you don't get to inherit this anymore because yeah. you mm -hmm. broke the, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Fourth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother. Fifth? Fifth. There fifth. it is, fifth. Yeah. It's embarrassing that. I don't know that. I was close. I was one away. Fifth. There it is. Um, you you broke that commandment. And there are, there are serious repercussions for that. You know, the family is not something that just ends when you're 18. It continues right. for the rest of your life. You, the parent, the, the children take care of the parents, um, just as the parents took care of the children, right? There's an inheritance that gets passed on. There's a lot involved in the family government that we just gloss over, right? There's a lot more that we need to talk about. But one of those things is a punishment for, for actually, for rebellion, for leaving, for turning your back on, on the family, and that's disinheritance. I mean, we saw that multiple times throughout Scripture. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. He brought that yeah, up, you know, oh, yeah. Proverbs 13, 22. So, um. Anything you want to add before I get to like one or two more points? Because we got about four minutes. No. Nope. Yeah. Um. Not talking about the family, but 
moving on. Yeah, branch out. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the the final one talking about so we've talked about civil, we've talked about church. Yep. And now we've we've just talked about family. Last and I would say most important of all, because all the other governments rely on mm. this government, yes. the individual government. Yep. Yep. And at the beginning of the um self government, yep. Yeah. At the beginning of the uh event I think it was Gabe who gave a definition of government and was saying that... Quoted that from Gary DeMar's book, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary DeMar has that in his first chapter. Yeah. I don't have the direct quote, but basically thinking of it as you're governing what you do mm. as individuals, then as family, you're governing what your family does. So, So they are governments. Like, we're... We have this idea now that the government is government civilly, mm. civil government. But government means governing. Governing yeah. is leading, right? And setting rules, setting examples, setting out how it's supposed to be run. And, and so when you're talking about individual government, you're talking about how you live your life. And the, the majority of that is salvation. But not only that, because as we know, the, the individual government is setting out all the other governments. Mm. So It's what all the other governments are built on, yeah. Exactly. So not only is salvation and your walk um, in the Bible that's important with Christ, yeah. with Christ, it's also important that you understand how to run your family. Hmm. If you're a pastor, if you're an elder, if you're a deacon, or even if you're a member in the church, you should be understanding how your church government should be run. Yeah. Right? And, again, if you're a pastor or elder, how to lead the members. Yeah. And then, moving into the civil government, how you're supposed to lead in that volunteer position of civil government. Yes. Yes. And and part of that, you know, something that Gary DeMar was talking about, you know, this ties in like really well with what you're saying. The the gospel is far broader than just personal salvation. Yeah. Exactly what you're saying. You know, it applies to every area of your life. Yeah. Everything that you do, think, and say, take every thought captive to yeah. Christ, right? All of it. There, uh, there was that one quote that uh, I, I really like. I think, I don't know if Gary DeMar quoted it. I think he did. And then I think Raymond Simmons also quoted it. You know, there's not an inch of this world where Christ doesn't scream mine. That belongs to me. Right? Van Til? Every, I don't, that might've been Van Til. Possibly. Um, oh, Van Til was the one who said, if we don't press the crown rights of King Jesus into every realm, we won't long have right. them in any realm. Yeah. Same, same basic principle, right? right? right. Everything belongs to Christ. So, we need to be studying these things. We need to be going to our pastors and asking them to study these things to teach us, right? That's their job. Hey, I want to know what is the biblical response of the family to civil government or to raising children or to this or to that, right? You should be looking for that. If you don't know it, admit that you don't know it and go and seek help. Go and ask to learn it. Ask people you trust. Start studying it. Um, some of the books that we've been reading, grab copies of them yourself, learn these things until we as Christians start educating ourselves on all of these things. We're never going to improve. This is how we restore society. This educating ourselves 
with a biblical understanding of the world. Until we do that and we start acting on that, there's no hope. Yeah. Which I know sounds depressing, but it's also positive because yeah. that's what we can do. That's what God has allowed us to do. He's given right. us the ability to do. Anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? As long as we are um, doing what God has called us to do, he will bless us in what we are yes. doing. Yep. And sorry, rephrasing that. It It's not that we are entitled mm. to that he will bless us. No, mm. it, he might bless us. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe if, not in the way that we expect. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But if we are if we are doing the will of God, he is on our side. Mm. If God is for us, who can be against us? Exactly. Yep. Yep. So and that's the positive that's, that's the positive, positive side. Thanks, Jake. There's the positive. Yeah. I'm not usually the, the I know. positive person. <laughs> usually, I'm He's usually having to be the person. positive guy. I'm the in pessimist. the end, <laughs> in the end, who has won the victory? Christ has won yes. the victory. And in the end, who will every knee bow to and every tongue confess christ is lord they will every every knee will bow every tongue will confess that christ is lord that is our vision that is our positive outlook and that's how we're going to end it today <laughs> yeah and it doesn't even matter what end times view you have right you still know work that to that christ, work exactly that. yes you you Every single one, post-mill, um, pre-mill, amill, yeah. they all say that Christ will have the victory. Yep. yep. They just say where that is. Yep. All so, of us are told to go and make disciples of the nations. Exactly. Because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Right. Yep. There we go. All right. Anything you want to add, Joe, before we wrap up? All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us today. We really appreciate it again. Uh, I'm Bruce Johnson. Jacob Johnson here with us in South Dakota. Joseph Lasseter joining us as well in South Dakota. And uh, thank you all for listening. Go to trdshow.net, grab that link, share it with all your friends. Go to all of the other platforms we're on, podcasts. Follow us on your podcasting network. Um, whatever you're listening to us on, go and like our videos, subscribe. We really, really get encouraged when you like our stuff. Go to our Gab page, go to our Getter page, do all the things. Send us an email. If you like this show, we want to hear about it. trdshow.net at protonmail.com and until then we will see you in the next episode and remember everyone in all that you do do as unto the lord 